What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are looking at another random card because it is, in fact, Random Wednesday here on the Overthinking MTG podcast, the show where we take a look at an individual magic card and talk about it for at least 10 minutes. And today we are on Scryfall, and we are going to press the random card button, and we are going to see what we come up with. So let's go ahead and hit it and see what we've got. Uh, I have no idea what we're about to jump into, so let's go ahead and go. All right, today we got Sterling Grove, specifically the version of Sterling Grove from Modern Horizons 2. This card is one of those great cards that actually I had a copy of back in the day. It was originally from, I want to say Invasion? Um, it was something in that in that block, but it's actually absolutely fantastic. So here's what it does. It's an enchantment for one green, one white. Sorry, let me say that again. For green, white. Total converted mana cost of two. Sorry, total mana value of two. And it's, a, it's an enchantment that says other enchantments you control have Shroud. Shroud being the pre, the precursor to Hexproof. And Shroud is a card, or Shroud is an ability, rather, that says it cannot be the target of spells or abilities. That includes abilities you control. It includes abilities your opponents control. And then you can pay one, sacrifice Sterling Grove, search your library for an enchantment card, reveal it, shuffle it, and put that card on top. So this card is fantastic. It's a tutor that also protects your enchantments. This is a must in decks that are trying to build around the Enchantress style, where you use cards like Enchantress's Presence or uh, I believe Argothian Enchantress, that whenever you cast out enchantments or Sithis um, from Modern Horizons 2 as well, when you cast spells, you or when you cast enchantment spells, you draw cards. Um, or when enchantments under the battlefield, you draw cards. Crazy, like that's a synergy that exists a lot. And so cheap enchantments are huge in those types of situations. And naturally, you're going to be worried about your opponents casting spells that can destroy those enchantments. There are some spells that do exist that can uh, board wipe enchantments, cards like Tranquility, which is an old one that uh, you don't see very often. I don't think it's been reprinted in a long time that just says destroy all enchantments. Um, that's a very specific like type of hate that could go up against this card very, very nicely, but we just don't see it very often. Meanwhile, Sterling Grove did recently see a reprint in Modern Horizons 2. It's a card that had not been injected into the modern format until recently, and not only was it injected into modern via Modern Horizons, 2 it was also included in modern horizons uh or it was also include, included in jumpstart historic horizons so this card is actually legal in historic on arena which is dope you can do all kinds of fun stuff with this although i gotta be honest if i'm in the historic queue and somebody drops a sterling grove on turn two i'm assuming the solemnity nine lives combo is coming next and what that combo is is it basically is a two card combo that says you cannot lose the game and both of those cards are enchantments and because of that sterling grove not only allows you to search them up so it's a two card combo you can tutor up but additionally it gives them if you have them and you also have sterling grove it protects them by giving them shroud so cards that can destroy individual permanents or destroy enchantments like feed the swarm or just good old disenchant can't touch them they just can't now in the case of nine lives it has hexproof anyway so that's kind of irrelevant but um the shroud is very meaningful now interestingly enough um one downside there is a massive downside and there is one situation where you might look at this card and think oh i need this in my boggles deck um and i would highly recommend you don't play it in your boggles deck and if you're not sure what i'm referring to um it, well it depends there are some situations in which it can work just fine but there are others in which it won't 
if the creature that so boggles is a style where you have a creature and you put enchantments and equipment or whatever onto that creature to buff it up and you protect it somehow now slippery boggle the original card by which from which the deck was named is a one one for one with hexproof so it wears equipment and enchantments very very well so you load it up with enchantments it's almost impossible to deal with it's almost impossible to touch and you just swing in for the win so you just buff up this one little critter and you just beat your opponent to death with it that's the goal um you know give it flying give it unblockable make it indestructible those kinds of things and just buff its stats so a one one quickly becomes a nine nine and all of a sudden like you're going you're you're going to work if you're targeting a creature that has hexproof like that, it's fine. If, however, you are targeting a, an enchantment creature. So if you say, for example, if you're running a Boggles deck on Arena, you might be running All Seed of Life's Bounty. It is a 1-1 lifelinker for one. However, it is an enchantment creature. The fact that it's a 1-1 lifelinker for one means it's a great Boggles target. You can load up all kinds of goodies on top of it and just smack your opponent and gain life while you're doing it. Great, right? It's like it works exactly the way you want it to as long as some of those enchantments can help protect it. Cool. However, the moment Sterling Grove is on the battlefield, all Seed of Life's Bounty, because it is an enchantment creature, it has Shroud. Now, we might be thinking, okay, that's great. That means my opponents can't target it, right? What's the problem? Yeah, but it means you can't target it either, which means you can't put auras onto it because auras are spells that target when, they, when you first cast them. Therefore, you won't be able to attach um, auras to this type of creature to boggle it out, if you will. Um, at least I'm fairly confident that is how it works. Uh, enchantments are weird like that. But uh, yeah, so that's that's an issue. So we do want to shroud is two ways. Shroud naturally balances itself. Now the reason that they kind of went away from shroud, like we don't see shroud very often anymore. And if this card wasn't a reprint of an older set, it would probably say hexproof. Like let's be honest, that's probably what it would say. Um, meanwhile, there's actually another card called privileged position, which is in green and white as well, but it's all hybrid. I believe it's four mana that gives all enchantments you control hexproof so it's very similar but it's different um and so that those exist but you notice that it costs twice as much because it doesn't have that automatic balancing factor of not a not allowing you to target your stuff hexproof is infinitely better than shroud and from what i understand as an avid listener to mark rosewater's podcast um, i don't read his blog as much as i ought to but you know i'm I, i'm constantly consuming information about magic and information from the development team and uh, my understanding was their perception of the of shroud was that everyone was playing it the way that people play hexproof so people were still targeting their own stuff with shroud all the time even though they technically can't do it um, and so that's why the cards like Invisible Stalker, that's a 1-1 one, one for one, uh, one, one for 2 unblockable shroud, is a great example of a card that people were boggling. Like, people were enchanting it, and you, you technically can't do that. Um, and pe but people were. And so as a result, the developers looked at it and was like, this just apparently isn't intuitive enough. Like, people aren't realizing how this functions. Um, and so as a result, they changed it from shroud to hexproof and change the pricing accordingly hexproof is more valuable than shroud you will find creatures that have shroud all over the multiverse but there are very like there are a handful that have sh you will find creatures that have shroud from older sets let me put it that way there are a lot of older set creatures that have shroud i believe simic sky swallower is an example of one as well in addition to the the uh, stalker that i mentioned uh, these are cards 
that cannot be the target in a lot of cases actually printed on the card it says this cannot be the target of spells or abilities um which is funny because when it's spelled out like that and it's not a not keyworded it's even more clear because it specifically says this creature cannot be the target of spells or abilities period like all spells all abilities can't be targeted but i think but it's easy to look at that and only see the positive and so that's why they ended up going with hexproof and additionally interestingly enough they've made some modifications to that too by introducing ward in strixhaven i believe um where it when a creature is targeted by a spell or ability it is countered unless the person pays a certain amount when i first saw ward i assumed ward was going to replace hexproof completely i didn't think hexproof was going to be a thing anymore and it turns out that that's not accurate i mean they re they printed the card averbrook caretaker in crimson vow and it not only has hexproof but if it's nighttime it gives all of your other permanents hexproof so clearly hexproof is not gone and based on the reception that that card has gotten, especially from the limited community, I would be shocked if we see more Hexproof coming in the future because it is not a particularly well-loved card. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's a bomb that is very, very difficult to interact with and very, very difficult to beat. Um, again, especially in limited circumstances. Um, it doesn't really see much constructed play, as I understand, just because it costs six. That's the only reason. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyway... <clears throat> Going back to Sterling Grove, the ability to give all the other enchantments you control Shroud is excellent because it definitely, like, it helps protect different combo pieces. Uh, also, if you use a spell, so if you have this in a green, white, blue list, for example, um, that's running, a Bant list, if you will, that's running, um, say, Diplomatic Immunity, which is an aura that has Shroud that gives a creature Shroud. Like, you put that, <clears throat> actually, that's a bad example. But um, if you use like Prismatic Ward or something that gives a creature protection from all kinds types of things, if you can find a way to make a creature that you have boggled up very difficult to touch, Sterling Grove makes it impossible for them to blast any of the enchantments on it. So you have one enchantment that gives, that grants Hexproof or Indestructible or, or any of those abilities to a creature. All of a sudden, the moment you put Sterling Grove down, that creature is effectively untouchable. It is almost impossible to deal with, which is awesome. And again, if the creature itself is not an enchantment as well, you can continue to target it with stuff potentially, depending on the, the enchantment that you use. Anyway, Sterling Grove is a really cool card. It is great for enchantment strategies. It's great in situations where you want to be able to fetch up specific enchantments. Also, there are some outside the box uses for this that could be really, really cool. Like in Abzan decks, you could use this to fetch up Meat Hook Massacre. It is easy to forget that Meat Hook Massacre is in fact an enchantment because it functions like a sorcery board wipe, but it's not, it's an enchantment. Or functions similarly to a sorcery board wipe. It sticks around, of course, by virtue of it being a, an enchantment, but it's a permanent with mana value too. And so Sterling Grove could theoretically fetch up Meat Hook Massacre and put it on the top. Therefore, if you have four Sterling Groves in your deck, you could have a toolbox enchantment deck that has all kinds of weird, goofy enchantments that do all kinds of weird, goofy things throughout whatever the, the course of the format that you're playing in, whether that's historic, modern, um, vintage legacy whatever you're playing you can do some crazy banana stuff with this um just because of that ability to search now there is an important note and that is the enchantment that you search up goes on top of your library not into your hand so this is not card advantageous so you need to have some other way to draw cards or to really to or just accept that it's just going to be the card that you draw next turn um 
So there's that. But in an enchantress situation where whenever you play an enchantment, you draw a card, you're going to be drawing plenty of cards. Those cards or those decks have a tendency to fill up very, very fast. Cards like Seth Sithis, Core Blademaster, SRAM, all of these are going to be drawing additional cards. And so you a lot of the time these situations, the fact that Sterling Grove itself does not put the card into your hand is not a problem. You will be drawing plenty of cards. It will be just fine. So I know I've gone up against decks running Sterling Grove in Historic on Arena, and they're pretty cool to see. Like it's it's actually a lot of fun to watch them pop off because they result in some very powerful, very cool combo plays and very cool value engines, which is really my favorite part of Magic. I love watching a cool value engine really do its thing and generate all kinds of cool effects on the battlefield. Um, I prefer when I'm piloting it and it's going off, but when my opponent goes off and does something interesting, especially something that I haven't seen before, makes me so happy. I love that stuff. And Sterling Grove is a cool enabler if you're using enchantments. Um, so I got to say, this is a cool card. I'm glad we ran into it for today. Um, it's also interesting that uh, we hit two low cost enchantments. So again, if you're running it, this is another thing I mentioned last week with Seal of Removal. If you're running Luris, you can actually use Luris's ability to pull Sterling Grove from your graveyard onto the battlefield. So that's a cool situation. So Sterling Grove is Luris compatible, which is always nice. Um, makes it viable in certain ways. And the fact that it sacrifices itself in order to tutor up your next draw means that it can put itself in the graveyard for value and then you can use Luris to pull it back out. That's just lovely. And the fact that Luris is white-black means that you don't even need to go outside of these two colors to make it work. So... There's a, there's a cool deck in there somewhere. I'm going to have to tinker with it and see what I can do. So thank you so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. You can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhawks42. If you've enjoyed this video and you're watching on the YouTube feed, please don't hesitate to like, comment, and subscribe. It helps a ton. And if you're listening on the podcast feed, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. If you wouldn't mind leaving a five-star review in your podcast app of choice, that also helps out that algorithm so much. I cannot express how grateful I am. Um, I'm, I'm just grateful to have you here. But yeah, if you would help help out in that way, it would mean a lot. Thank you so much. Let me say that one more time. Thank you so much. Have a phenomenal day, and I'll catch you on the next one.